0: Welcome, everyone, to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA.
1: Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads podcast network, including Cavalier Central, Daily Thunder, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown. LA Hoops, the Wizards Hoops Analyst at the buzzer, and Lakers Fast Break. Plus, our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman. Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com slash team pricing to learn more that's a r y s e.com
0: hello everyone and welcome to Nuck If You buck hosted by me devin zanskis and brought to you by hoop heads as always today i'm coming at you solo but we have a first round game one victory over the miami heat to cover which chris middleton six an overtime dagger over duncan robinson to put away the heat in an ugly one um Drew Holiday also secured the victory by blocking Jimmy Butler's corner three at the buzzer in overtime. I'll admit I didn't get a, su- a sufficient angle to confirm whether or not that was the right call, but certainly not going to complain in these circumstances with the refs swallowing the r- whistle at the end of the game. And of course, meaning that uh, the Bucks take it home. Some other big storylines in this were, of course, the the Milwaukee Bucks' historically awful shooting night, um, especially behind the three-point line, but it also seemed like we couldn't buy uh, a free throw, seemingly missing missing one of two free throws at every trip down uh, at the end of the game, including uh, players other than Giannis for the Bucks. But luckily, we were also able to limit the heat significantly in the paint throughout this game. Uh, hopefully that continues on throughout the rest of the series, but we know uh, Eric's bolster and the Miami Heat will throw a lot more at us as the series persists. That being said, I'll continue on with the game action. Buck starters were Drew, Dante, Chris, Giannis, and Brooke to the Miami Heats, Kendrick Nung, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Trevor Ariza, and Bam Adebayo. Uh, that's right. I believe this is the first game of the season in which Jimmy actually was active in a game against the Bucks. Um, of course, the Miami Heat have struggled uh, through a lot of injuries and health and safety protocols, but but yeah, we knew that um, that we might be in for some surprises in this one. Not so much of a surprise as Duncan Robinson hitting three threes in the first three minutes. Um, maybe maybe at that. At that frequency in such a short order might have been a little surprising, but uh, less so given that it's Duncan. Um, also, I started off the title there saying that it, it was an ugly one and it really showed right away as each team had at least uh, four turnovers in the first six minutes. I believe it was uh, eventually uh, Miami with six turnovers to the Bucks' four and just a little over six minutes of action in the first quarter. Um, and then at about two, th- the 2:30 mark in the first quarter, the, each team had 10 attempts. The Bucks had only made one of 10 and Heat had only made three of 10. Of course, those being Duncan's first three attempts. Um, and Dragic also does what he does and sinks a tough floater to close the first quarter, uh, to put the Miami heat ahead by two uh after one 22 to 24 heat Giannis with five points and two rebounds to Duncan's nine points off of those three threes uh getting into the second quarter uh Giannis and Portis were doing a good job getting into the lane including including a mean mug from Giannis and a tough floater from Bobby respectively um that at least gave me a little bit of hope uh Going into this one early, that Giannis looked to still be aggressive right away, and not just and not just uh, coming on late as he usually does, being concerned with fouls and whatnot. Uh, Jimmy Butler also had a had a really rough start. Uh, he started out one of eight from the field, uh, but he eventually got to the line twice in a row in the second quarter. Uh, however, the Bucks went on an eight to zero run uh, from the six to the three minute mark. Uh, in the second, as the Bucks get their first lead at the three to 30 mark in the second. Um, but then with 30 seconds remaining in the first half, Brooke Lopez got whistled for a soft third foul. Um, but the Bucks held on for a 53 to 50 lead at halftime. Giannis with 13 points, five rebounds, three assists to, uh, Duncan Robinson's 12 points, um, I thought to start the third quarter the Bucks were particularly physical and handsy uh on defense. Uh luckily luckily the uh the refs left maybe a couple potential reach-ins on the table for the Bucks, but also what was really confusing as the game kept going on there was that I noticed at the beginning of the third Drew Holiday was on uh Kendrick Nunn for for a couple of possessions in a row and especially given that it was a close affair throughout this entire game I thought that was that was kind of a waste I think I think uh, going into these games I imagine the, the matchups would be pretty straightforward and that would be uh, Drew on Jimmy Dante on Kendrick none that is uh, if we're just comparing the starting lineups of course uh, Chris on Duncan Giannis on Ariza and then uh, helping out from the weak from the weak side uh often as he does and then brook on bam. I'm sure I'm sure in certain instances we saw that kind of defensive lineups, but I think uh I think that's probably what we should we should hope to see moving forward. Uh but hopefully this success continues despite that. Um with seven minutes remaining in the third quarter, the Bucks already held a 20-point lead just in the points points in the paint battle at 38 to 18. Um, that sh- that was really showing how the Bucks were were making up for that huge gap in the three point shooting aspect um, and then of course uh, Bud usually structures his rotations having uh, Drew Holiday being the first one uh, subbed out but then returning later on in the quarter to, to make sure that we finish to make sure that we finish off strong with the with uh, Drew's steady hands, and uh, in that third quarter when he returned, he got into the paint for a couple field goals. Uh, I believe it was Kane Pittman of Lockdown Bucks who pointed out on on Twitter how how this really was a point that could represent the the big change between Drew and Bledsoe uh, in the third quarter. Maybe that would have been an instance in the past where the Bucks would have would have gone down by gone down by uh, six to eight with uh with Giannis getting a breather but as I mentioned drew has been incredibly reliable all season as a as a as a veteran presence in uh, being able to trust him on the ball of course and uh, to run the offense uh, adequately so thanks to Kane Pittman for that point I think it really I think it really makes sense and and speaks to the big difference. Between Eric and Drew, also Tas Mellis of No Dunks, uh, one of my favorite shows, shared a thought that might be a little slightly controversial. Controversial, given the comparisons, but but if if you really think about it, he he saw the the upgrade from Bledsoe to Drew uh, being like that of a upgrade from from DeMar to Kawhi back when Kawhi won that title with the Raptors. I'm not saying that. Um, Well, clearly Giannis would still be the equivalent to our Kawhi, uh, in this, uh, hopeful title run, but yeah, think of it more as not a comparison between, uh, between Drew and Kawhi or, uh, Eric to DeMar, but just kind of that step up from, um, DeMar being a star, an all-star caliber player, and then Kawhi being obviously the superstar that he is, and then, uh, not to not to drag Eric Bledsoe anymore. That I feel like I've already done plenty of, um, but then that huge step up from Eric Bledsoe at this point being really an average starter at best. If I'm being truthful, to a real two way star in uh, Drew Holiday. Let's see. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, last point here on the third quarter that I had was that. Is that the Bucks really seem to be? Let's. Hmm. Well, I just, I just had down here that they were, they were missing the open man at a, at a couple three point opportunities as the Miami Heat were, were applying a ton of pressure in, in the paint as they, as they build that wall and I think that really, uh, you know, it's almost. Um, it's a little counterintuitive, I suppose, the Heat applying so much pressure in the paint that that the Bucks actually miss miss the open man. But I think I think there's a point to it, especially um, one not only the not only the trouble that the Bucks had beyond, behind the three point arc, but also the amount of turnovers that each team had in this one. Um, yeah, I think I think the Bucks maybe maybe were a little more concerned about. About uh about actually hold, holding holding onto the ball and maintaining possession, maintaining the possession uh, versus uh actually keeping their eyes up and and noticing the open man. So that was just a moment in the game, especially late in the third, where I was I was really up up in arms, yelling at the yelling at the TV, thinking that we missed some opportunities there. But um, big play here was uh Drew hitting a step back over Jimmy Butler um it might have been it might have been a similar spot i'm not sure if, even if it was on the same side of the floor but uh kind of a similar shot to the one that chris would eventually end up hitting over duncan to seal the game but drew also had had one of those over jimmy to close the third to put the bucks up um 80 to 78 um just like Drogic had made made that late shot to put the heat up by a possession after one drew did the same at the end of the third uh 80 to 78 bucks. After three quarters, Giannis with 17 points, 10 rebounds, five assists to Duncan Robinson's uh, 18 points. Going into the fourth, um, Bucks are really starting to make me a little bit nervous there as they got stripped a couple of times early in the fourth. Um, and the Heat also sunk a couple big threes. And meanwhile, Chris responded as well with it, with a deep jumper, but unfortunately that was called a two. Still a very close affair. Um but then Giannis would uh, be subbed out by, by PJ um, at about uh, with about two thirds of the fourth quarter remaining. Uh, but PJ proved to really a struggle defending, defending on the wing, including giving Jimmy Butler a wide open three as, uh, as yeah, I'm not sure if PJ ended up stumbling on this. It wasn't, wasn't a huge highlight that I had noticed uh If PJ would have embarrassed himself too bad, but, uh, yeah, PJ really anticipating a drive on, on Jimmy Butler, uh, step back three, which left him wide open. Luckily he didn't, he didn't convert. Um, he and Bam really did not have good shooting nights at all, but we'll get into that more. Um, then eventually PJ played a little bit better defense on the wing. However, um, that, um, this was a case where the Miami Heat actually did sink a three, and that was, I believe, it was Gor- Goran Dragic from corner three uh, around a Miami Heat screen that PJ couldn't quite uh, close the gap on enough. Uh, eventually, Giannis would return uh, naturally. I know Bucks fans maybe maybe would have been a little bit triggered there, seeing Giannis uh, go to the bench in the fourth quarter, but Bud Wisely brought him back soon enough. But he would he would uh, he would come out of, out of a Tough Bam at bio screen holding his wrist, uh, leaning over, nearly falling to the ground off of it. Um, I don't think – it wasn't a dirty screen at all from Bam uh, for the record, so we don't have to hold any additional grudges here. But Giannis was clearly affected, and and I think he even uh, – that really forced Bud to call a timeout in the fourth quarter. Um for Giannis to get some treatment there, it looked like he had some trouble, uh, some trouble bending his arm. Even there was definitely some pain there, but he was able to come come back out right out of the, right out of the timeout. And Chris would step up uh, again here to keep it close with a three. Then Giannis would get whistled for a reach on Jimmy Butler on the perimeter that would put the heat in the bonus with two and a half minutes remaining. Again, Giannis be, being a little overly aggressive, but he also had a big play later on where, where him, him reaching on, on Jimmy really did pay dividends and give the bucks an extra possession. So I'm, I'm not going to harp on that point too much. Um, especially cause the, uh, Bucks fans anger might have been a little more directed to the refs eventually uh, late in the fourth as, as Giannis would get whistled for a 10 second violation actually at the free throw line with a minute remaining in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Now, Bucks fans may find themselves torn over this, well probably me more so more so than the average Bucks fan cuz you know, it is it is a little bit pe- peculiar for the Bucks for the for the refs to call this for Maybe one up, maybe the first time, if not certainly one of the few times Giannis has actually been called on this 10-second violation this year. Um, probably not the first time, but certainly nothing that that we see game to game. And you know, if, if it's not going to get called consistently, it's a little weird for this to be the time that you call it. But at the same time, Bucks fans, we really can't be too upset by it. I was really finding myself more upset at Giannis that that. Um, that he would really build this build this like Ill- illegal free throw shooting form into his rhythm. Um especially when he already struggles at the line. And I mean I get that's why he does it, because apparently it helps maybe ease his mind a bit at the line and prepares him, but but if he's putting himself at risk to to give up a possession and give up the free throw late in a playoff game he just shouldn't be doing it in the first place it's not like it's not like the refs made the wrong call at all there so um you know i, I just get a little bit frustrated when i hear bucks fans pointing pointing all their frustration at the refs when when really the bucks need to create their own luck in these games but um like i had mentioned kind of at the top of this game and what the biggest headlines were, were were the Bucks uh, mainly, but in this instance also Jimmy Butler and as as Jimmy would get sent to the line, but he would only convert one of two free throws. As Giannis would would do the same as well later on, and then we get to the play where where Giannis would strip Jimmy, and it was really um, it was really a, a fantastic defensive possession from. From Giannis, um, as Jimmy was, Jimmy had him had him in the high post with his with his back to him, and Giannis just really displayed his his one one of one unique athleticism here, extending his go go gadget arms to reach reach around um, Jimmy where he doesn't even notice that Giannis gets his entire hand on the ball um, to strip Jimmy. Um, despite Jimmy's strength too, it must be hard, hard to get the ball out of his hands. And um, so that, that um, Giannis wasn't able to quite recover it. And it led to a loose ball that, um, and then an eventual jump ball between, let's see, I believe it was Chris. It was Chris and then another guard, whether it be Drogic or Robinson, I had to put, if I had to put my money on it, it was a uh, Chris Middleton and Goran Drogic's <laughs> jump ball that, that uh, Chris won and Giannis gained possession before he started driving down the floor, left side, left side of the floor, um, surrounded by at least two to three Miami Heat defenders. I, including other Bucks fans, possibly were uh, found themselves a little nervous that that Giannis would put him in a position to to be stripped of the ball here, um, but. Giannis really sh- showing those guard skills and being able to hold on to the ball before he get, he finally gets fouled um, on the Heat's end of the floor. But of course, he only makes one of two uh, free throw attempts. Um, and then I believe that possession was the one that put the Bucks up by two. And um, and then of course, we, we get to the play where Jimmy just drives right past Giannis for two. Uh looked like Giannis was particularly concerned about uh, giving an, giving up an and one opportunity to Jimmy Butler, which of course would have been awful and would have given the Heat the victory if if the Heat would have been able to get three points on that possession, um, which goes to show uh, how how important it is those points that Giannis leaves at the line there. Um, uh, however, still frustrating that that Giannis is isn't able to beat Jimmy to his spot. As as he knows that's what Jimmy wants to do, and and we definitely rather have rather have Jimmy taking a jump shot rather than rather than getting getting a pretty good look uh, right under the basket, and Brooke also a little late to help, but um, at least we were able to take care of business in overtime. But that you know obviously may not be the case. So right here is where we where we get to overtime after that real impressive uh, Jimmy drive past Giannis and, uh, and over Brooke Lopez and right away in, in overtime was when as, uh, as Chris was, uh, was uh, fighting to get, get, get open for, for the ball. Uh, Duncan Robinson would, would also, would also be physical back at him. And uh, however, totally inadvertent uh Duncan Robinson would would uh would get Chris in the face with an elbow um and of course even if it is soft it does uh it did it did fit the ref's uh rule book and the description that the broadcast is laying out that the the main definition of a flagrant one is in this case contact to the head um but also unnecessary contact to a head is is really important we saw that in one of the playoff uh Playing games, yeah, that's what it was. Where LeBron James uh, had a hard foul on on Draymond Green late in one of the first playing games, um, in which LeBron went went straight up, but then uh, on the way down caught Draymond Green in the face. I initially thought that that would be a flagrant one. Of course, it helps that it's LeBron James that the foul would have been called on, but apparently, by definition. Uh, it has to be unnecessary contact to the head, which wasn't the case for LeBron and he, as he was clearly going straight up and contesting a shot. But here um, with uh, Duncan and Chris just fighting for possession here, the elbow to the face wasn't obviously uh, necessary at all. So uh, Chris would get the flagrant one, hit the free throws and get possession. Um, but then on the other end, uh, Duncan would... Would uh would respond tying it with a big three, and then Gian- Giannis would also get whistled for a travel as as he runs into the wall right underneath the basket, uh, stumbles a bit and then takes a third step for a travel. So, um, uh, so that that call as as lame as Bucks fans may see it was was definitely the right call, as well. Uh, then Goran Dragic get gets the open free free throw line uh jumper before a brook lopez tip in and then um brook again coming up big late and overtime here uh he would get sent sent to the line and he would knock down a free throw however only one of two again a case where it wasn't just giannis um and also wasn't just brook either uh missing free throws uh in this game and, and leaving leaving points leaving points at the free throw line that, that could have made this a much, much easier battle for the bucks. But um, then what I, what I thought might've been, might've been the play of the game uh, before, obviously the ending of this one, but um, with, uh, with the game up for grabs late, Drew Holiday would get a long uh, defensive rebound. And then he would storm uh, for the coast to coast finish. uh, Past, uh, past Jimmy Butler um however Goran drojic would would respond with with a 3 and the bucks um uh, had had an opportunity to run out the clock here and and take the last shot and that's where we get to chris middleton's huge uh huge elbow jumper over duncan robinson to seal the game of course uh huge Huge uh signed all of his doubters who believe that Chris isn't a true uh isn't a true number two. That's that's clearly not the case. And he's he's an incredible fit for this team and and him um I believe in in, in a game where where Bucks are really struggling on the offensive end and making shots, him at least shooting, I believe it was of 10 of 22, respectively, uh a respective line. That respectable line from the uh, from the field overall was was huge for the Bucks in securing this one. I believe he led all Bucks scores with with uh, twenty seven points, if I remember correctly. So, Chris, obviously the big hero of the game in this one, and hopefully hopefully this continues further on in the series uh, as as we're going to need him to you know to continue to hit difficult shots as, as the as uh, as we're going to need to convert on a lot of those over this over this Miami Heat defense and then also after that which of course gets a little bit forgotten after Drew's uh jump shot Drew also blocks Jimmy Butler with the corner 3 um this week i was i was writing uh, a bit of a recap on the <laughs> um on the P.J. Tucker uh, corner three foul and then also pointing back to Giannis following Jimmy Butler in last year's postseason. So I think that's what, why I might have been a little more nervous um, at, at the end of this one. But uh, luckily, refs didn't didn't c- take control here and uh, it was a good good defensive play by uh, Drew Holiday to, to secure the win. Uh, 109-107 overtime victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, yeah, I definitely have some more, more thoughts on this game that I, that I'll get into later on as sort of a preview for the games to come, but, but really encouraging for the bucks to take, take this one home. Um, even though I believe we should still be favored in this, um, as I thought we were favored last year, uh, we knew especially this year wouldn't be any sort of cakewalk at all. And, uh, and yeah, still at the very least encouraging that we could that we could uh start the series with a lead for the first time since that uh twenty twenty nineteen Eastern Conference Finals against the Toronto Raptors. Hopefully we get hopefully we get a different outcome in this one and we get a little more adjustments from Bud as well in this series. But uh, I look forward to seeing it and I have definitely a lot more faith in this group than I than I have in the past. Um yeah, I guess I'll I'll leave a little bit more of the recap on, on this one to later in the episode. I have a lot more thoughts to share as far as the rest of the series uh series goes. But uh I'm sort of I'm sort of going to go in reversed reverse chronological order uh for this week's episode, obviously not to bury the lead for um not to bury the lead as uh as yeah, this was Obviously, so far, the biggest game of the year for the Bucks. And then so I'll just go over a bit of the final game of the regular season uh against the Bulls. In this one, uh right before tip-off, we already knew that we were guaranteed to have uh to be in the, that third seed against the Miami Heat. So uh right before Right before the first whistle of the contest, uh, we pulled our usual starters and started off with uh, Jeff Teague, Sam Merrill, Pat Connaughton, the NASA Santa DeCumpo, and Mamadi Diakite to, to start against the Chicago Bulls. Bucks largely went with an eight-man rotation and mostly w- with guys that, that we wouldn't see see at all in this first contest, uh, except for Pat Conradin, Really got to feel got to feel a little bad for, for Pat in this one. Uh, so he didn't. He didn't. He didn't get as much rest, but, uh, but, I'm sure. I'm sure he cherishes any any moment he gets on the court. Uh, energetic guy that he is. The we faced up against the Bulls. uh uh Kobe White, Garrett Temple, Patrick Williams, Laurie Markkinen, and Thaddeus Young. Obviously, not too much to share share from this game, so I'll, I'll save you guys a little, little bit of the recap, but. A uh, big moment here was Thanasis missing missing a dunk and coming up lim- limping for one of the final plays of the first half, and then that would unfortunately lead to an avulsion fracture in his right patella tendon, which uh, we found out would lead to at least a two week absence. I believe he'll only be reevaluated in two weeks. So, uh, really sad to hear to have. Uh, thanasis's regular season end on that sour of a note especially with the jump that he's made this season and uh i don't think you know i don't think i'm alone in thinking that that there would maybe be an opportunity for for thanasis to come up unfortunately uh if there was a situation in which in which the bucks needed needed a bit of a bit of energy off the bench uh you, you'd of course hope in the postseason that that we don't need any extra motivation or or that kind of a spark off of the bench. Um, but you know, I I don't think I don't think I'm alone in thinking that that could po- that could be a possibility if we start out uh, a little bit cold in this postseason. Um, yeah, really, not much else that I think is noteworthy from this game besides the fact that. Uh, Jordan Wara finished with a career high, uh, 34 points and 14 rebounds against the Bulls. Bulls would unfortunately take this one over the Bucks, 112 to 118, and uh, spoil the Bucks' chances at being the first team to sweep their division 8 uh, 0 uh, for a season That that's never been done before, where a team's beaten every single team uh, in every game for the regular season. But of course, it, it really was. Completely non-consequential, since we knew where we were standing, where we were in the standings going into it, and that's why we played who we did. But it's also exciting that given given that this was uh, Elijah Bryant's one and only game of the year, I thought he was really impressive, really showing that he was the the three level scorer that I had uh, outlined. Hopefully not at nauseum, but I was really excited uh, to sign him for that uh, for that 17th spot. Uh, in our lineup and, um, let me see. I believe it was with 16 points, six rebounds and a block in his only contest of the year. He finishes second amongst all rookies in points, rebounds and blocks for the season. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully there's one lazy, uh, end of season award voter out there who just looks at, uh, Per game stats and maybe throw maybe throws him a vote, but uh, I highly doubt that. And honestly, if we do get that, then uh, then that probably isn't someone obviously who should be getting a vote. And yeah, I don't think we need to hear really anything more about about that final Chicago Bulls game. But uh, give, given we we recorded a little bit earlier last week, I still wanted to share, share a couple of those. Well, fun notes for Jordan Noir and Elijah Bryant, but also point out why we may not see uh, Thanassus in the playoffs, despite uh, the obvious that he isn't one of our top eight guys when we're healthy. At that note, uh, I'd like to share um, like to share a word from our regular sponsor in Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. Um, So if you're a little bit more casual about uh, one league and a little obsessive about the other, like in my case, the NBA, and maybe a little casual, say, the NFL, um, hopefully you're you're at least – you're at least proficient enough to choose five out of ten player prop options to build a lineup. Each player prop has a fantasy point total associated with an over under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points the selection's worth, the riskier it is naturally. You want to rack up the most points you want to share the player prize pool. Thrive's awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018, including $50,000 $50, for a single, uh, late Uh, regular season NFL week, and thousands more since the return of the NBA season. To take advantage of this, you'll want to use promo code Yannis. That's G-I-A-N-N-I-S. When you sign up today, you'll receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit of $20 or more. You may download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you can visit them at their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right. And... The last bit of game action that we're going to get into, uh, on episode 40 of Nook a Buck today will be, um, will be our second to last regular season game. And that was the one against the Miami Heat. I had noted on last week's episode that, uh, in order to have the best opportunity at dodging the Miami Heat, um, uh, we maybe want to drop this game. However, um, Really good on the Bucks for not running away from the competition at all, um, even if it would have marginally helped our title hopes. There's also a there's also a good point in uh, saying that if we can't if we can't get past the Miami Heat, then then obviously we have we have uh, we don't really have much business in considering ourselves title contenders, despite all the talent that we believe we have. Um so yeah, overall, I guess <laughs> I mean, given now given what we know now at least, with uh with an encouraging one-o lead on the Miami Heat, still three games to go. Um, it looks like it was uh is probably a good move by the Milwaukee Bucks to to not back down from the Heat in the second to last regular season game and it especially maybe would have been harmful if we would have ended up facing them anyhow. Nevertheless, uh, Bucks have their usual suspects starting against uh, the Miami Heat in uh, their last regular season battle. Of course, the Miami Heat were without Jimmy Butler, uh, but they still had Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Trevor, Rege- Trevor Ariza, Nemanja Bielitsa, and Bam Adebayo. Um, of note is that we didn't see Belita at all in in um, in game one, uh, despite him getting the start here. Uh, they really just had that front front court rotation of of uh, Bam Bam Ariza, Iggy and Deadman in that game one of the first round against the Heat, um, and. Of course, Nemanja really would have a hard time uh, defending against our front line, but he could definitely make us pay as the Bucs uh, do have a propensity to overhelp on plenty of occasions. Um, I did point out the irony in and the Bucks playing um, probably their best ball of the year, although we want that going into the playoffs. Um at the time when i thought maybe it would be the worst if we if we fell to the miami heat even if we even if we weren't backing down if we just maybe got uh unlucky and then unlike unlucky like we did in game 1 here but then the heat were able to make us pay it wouldn't be the end of the world um but of course not the bucks uh bucks had to play play their best basketball of the year and who knows maybe that carried into this game 1 as the bucks um, look to have a huge night on both ends um, right away showing showing a ton of aggression and urgency right from the get-go starting out uh, eight, of 11, 8 of 11 from the field and 3 of 3 of 3 from 3 we could have really use that in game one after the first quarter the Bucks led 44 to 28 drew holiday with eight points and three assists Kendrick Nunn's 11 points two rebounds uh, going into the second quarter, uh, the Bucks capped off a 16 to 5 run and a 21 point uh, lead. As similar to Game One, the Heat started out with with uh, six turnovers. However, that was that was before the 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 Bucks turned the ball over at all. So uh, zero to six start uh, in the turnover battle for the Milwaukee Bucks and chris middleton and brooke lopez were also extremely hot in this second to last regular season battle making their first 11 combined field goals and uh later on in the second the, the bucks maintained a 17 point lead but uh the bucks or rather the miami heat rattled off seven straight points uh leading to a mike budenholzer timeout and at halftime the Bucks still led seventy to fifty-one. That's right, seventy points in just the first half. Behind Brook Lopez's fourteen points, four rebounds, and uh, Kendrick Nunn with sixteen points and three re- rebounds himself. Um, the Heat, of course, come out of the halftime break um, with uh, with at least a couple of threes, but uh, but uh, Dante Divincenzo would come up with a big big block leading to a lob to Brooke Lopez and a couple of soft calls went against the Milwaukee Bucks as well as the team was pretty unhappy at that. But then Brooke would also come off, come off the bench and provide a punch with back to back threes to slow the bleeding a bit. Um, The the Miami Heat were, were looking a little more aggressive on defense showing uh, doubling Giannis. However, they were doing so on the perimeter um, which led to a wide open Bryn Forbes three. However, uh, rare sighting. Uh, uh, Bryn Forbes actu- actually missing an open three pointer after that Giannis cook out, uh, kick out. <laughs> um, Giannis continued to draw a ton of attention from the Miami Heat as they were trying to trying to eat into that uh second half lead of the Milwaukee Bucks um but then Drew Holiday would finally hit his first three-pointer late in the third and then Drew would also find Giannis for for a dunk to to enter the fourth quarter uh after three quarters Bucks led 99 to 81 Brooke Lopez led the way for the Bucks 16 points five rebounds and Kendrick Nunn uh already got to 24 points and five rebounds um And then looking to to close it out, Chris Middleton with a difficult fadeaway baseline J and uh, which he was also fouled on to convert the and one. uh, But then Kendrick Nunn would drive for an and one himself. And Bucks continue to get lucky in this uh, last regular season heat battle uh, against the heat as, as the heat were missing uh, some good looks. However, uh, Kendrick Nunn got another easy drive for two. Heat went on an eight to one run, but then um Bucks forced uh back-to-back heat turnovers to to slow the heat down, and, Cri- and Drew would knock down a mid-range pull-up before fortunately uh Dragic would hit a contested three. Um But then Dante would hit a three. Uh, over Bam after after a Giannis 3 and then Brooke would force Trevor Reza to miss a layup uh, before Drew Holiday would hit another 3, this time from a Dante dish uh, before Kendrick Nunn would knock down a floater. Brooke Lopez, as, he, as he's as he been doing lately, taking more 2-point uh, jump shots, keeping, keeping the, the defense honest um, and showing more more diversity to his offensive attack would hit a runner late over Bam Adebayo before um, before uh, Jordan Noir and Thanasty would get in for some late Bucks action. Uh, remember going in reverse chronological order here, so this was before the Bulls game where Thanasis would uh, would uh, would come down hard and then uh, be sidelined for at least two weeks with that avulsion fracture in his right patella tendon. And the Bucks would take it home, one twenty-two to one oh eight. Chris Middleton leading the way with twenty-one point seven rebounds, seven assists, and Kendrick Nunn, uh, the big man of the night for the Heat, but unable to carry them to a victory. Thirty-one points, six rebounds, three assists. Now, uh, hopefully, Bucks fans out there were able to maybe uh, take a, take a bit of a breather uh, this week to prepare for a lot of stressful Bucks action to come, and. Get a look at the rest of the league as we had the play-in tournament uh, taking over the NBA, and um, what's made the end of this regular season uh, continue to be interesting. And it's it's an incredible success, um, success of the league uh, despite the criticism from.